The Detroit Pistons comeback efforts come up just short against the Los Angeles Lakers as they lose 110 to 106. To start off the podcast today, we're having another tough conversation about somebody. I feel like we've been having a lot of those. Who's it going to be about? Find out on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Check out PricePicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. You can also find the podcast over at Lockdown Pistons if you want to check us out over on Twitter. But also, make sure you guys go check us out on YouTube. We are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers over there. We are at around, I think, 655 right now. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. If you want to find the best way to support the podcast, it's by going over there, hitting that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Again, thousand subscribers by the end of the year that's the goal for the podcast also we are free and available on all your podcast platforms i want to thank you guys for making lockdown pistons your first listen of every single day but the pistons lose a close one today against or last night against the los angeles lakers by a score of 110 to 106 Uh, the score kind of makes it seem closer than it really was Uh, the, the lakers basically controlled this game for a lot of the majority of the time specifically once the third quarter came around they really took off from the pistons pistons tried to make it close towards the end uh they did a good job of keep making it competitive like the last i'd say like six minutes of the game so definitely it, it was somewhat fun to watch towards the end of the game uh, but definitely the lakers seemed to control the game the majority of the time uh, but leaving this game i find myself seeing that we have to have another tough conversation guys now you guys know if you guys have been listening to the podcast recently, we've been having a lot of tough conversations about people, man. We, we've had to we've had to enter tough conversations about multiple players. We've had one about Troy Reaver. I mean, it, it's it's starting to feel like that having a tough conversation is going to be like a weekly segment for this podcast because of what's been happening recently. But we are here again with another tough conversation. And this one is going to be centered around one of the Pistons' second-year guys. His name is Sadiq Bey. So listen. I feel like I live you guys. I saw a lot of you guys' reactions on Twitter. Uh, and if I'm judging off that, which not all my fan base is on Twitter or our listeners on Twitter. Uh, but if I'm judging off everything I saw in there, it seems like a lot of you guys were starting to see some some concerns and, and starting to showcase some of those concerns about Sadiq Bey. Uh, and I feel like a lot of it's warranted. So tonight, there was multiple possessions again. And I feel like we've said this multiple times in the podcast where Sadiq Bey was actively running away from three-pointers. Entering the fourth quarter, he only had three shot attempts. He missed all of them. One of them was a three, and two of them were badly taken mid-range shots. He just isn't wasn't getting anything going. And there was a few, it wasn't like there wasn't a few times he could have shot a three. He's just passing up open threes. I I, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, on the season, he's shooting again thirty six percent from the field. That's awful. Shooting thirty percent from three, horrific. Seventy one percent from the free throw line. Like he's down across the board. It isn't just one area. He's playing. He's not playing good. Uh, and you guys know I was highly critical or highly skepti- skeptical of Sadiq in the offseason. Then the first four games played with the Pistons, I came on here and I told you guys, if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. And he proved me wrong through the first four games. I gave him his credit. But since those first four games, it's completely completely objective. This is not biasum. This is not anything like that. This is completely being objective. Sadiq's ba- Sadiq Bay has been really bad since then. He just has been. 
He's running away from open threes. He's taking bad shots. The quality of his shots are bad. He's taking too many ISO mid-range shots where he should be taking more threes. And I think so far, we said this on the last podcast, Dwayne Casey said after 20 games, that's where he likes to evaluate things. Now, once again, 20 games doesn't mean that's what the story is going to be for a full 82-game season. But evaluating things after every 20 games, I feel like that's a pretty good measuring stick. I agree with Dwayne Casey there. So through 20 games thus far, I think it's quite clear that Sadiq Bey is not ready to have this ISO-heavy role that apparently they they that he wants to try to have or they're trying to learn throughout the offseason. He's not ready for any of that. He shouldn't be trying to do any of that. And right now, the problem is is that not only is he not good at doing those things, the thing that's supposed to be his bread and butter, he's actively, one, running away from taking these a lot recently, and he's not hitting them at a high enough rate at all. He's shooting 30% from deep. That's horrific on six and a half attempts. That's really, really bad. Well, what's his true shooting percentage right now? I almost don't want to look at it. Oh, God. 46.3 true shooting percentage. It, it, Sadiq's really struggling, man. And listen, we've talked about possibly players losing minutes or possibly giving another player a chance before, but I don't think I've ever advocated so far this season to cut a guy's playing time completely thus far. I, I think we flowed the idea out, uh, but I don't know if I've done that thus far yet. I think that there, Sadiq's really pushing that limit. I think he's getting to a point where you might actually have to start considering cutting his minutes down or changing the lineup up. So listen, I know a lot of people are going to say this, and I've seen some some people say this already. Um, I'm not going to say any names. I've seen a lot of people say this already. Listen, young guys struggle. Sadiq's struggling. It's just, it is what it is. That's what happens. Well, th- this is the problem with that. It's not like anyone's saying that his minutes should be cut for an older guy, everyone on the team is young. The Pistons are one of the youngest teams in the league. So it's not like they're saying, oh, take Sadiq Bey's minutes away so they can go play like an, uh, what, Rodney Magruder or something. No, it's because backup, younger guys, just like Sadiq, are outplaying him right now and are deserving of more minutes, like Hamdu Diallo. Hamdu Diallo has been outplaying Sadiq Bey. He has been better on the floor than Sadiq Bey. He's provided better defense than Sadiq Bey. He's impacting offense more than Sadiq Bey. Frank Jackson who was struggling for a long stretch there, is playing better than Sadiq Bey. He is bringing more to the floor than Sadiq Bey is right now. He is not afraid to shoot the ball. When he gets the ball in a catch-and-shoot scenario, he's letting it go. If you are not, if you don't have a hand up and you're not closing out on him hard, he's letting it fly. And that's what the Pistons need right now. There was a play in the second quarter against the Lakers where LeBron James is guarding Sadiq Bey. They kick, I forget who it was, but someone kicked out to him on the left wing. LeBron is legit like three feet off of Sadiq Bey. The pit, the Lions, uh, not the Lions. I don't know why I said the Lions. Lions tortured me on Thursday. I guess I'm still thinking about them. But the Lakers, they're old. They don't like to play defense. They don't like to move. So LeBron is not even playing defense as Sadiq. He's literally backed up like three feet. Sadiq hesitates with the open three, takes a dribble inside the arc, and then just passes it out. That's awful. You cannot. That is a handicap to the offense. Just like all the other things we talk about, this handicap to the offense on the podcast, the Isaiah Stewart, you know, not not providing much of a threat outside of three feet, and then when he is inside three feet, he's struggling right now. The Jeremy Grant long two isolations drawn out. Although that's the same kind of handicap as those things. Sadiq cannot do that, and right now he is being outplayed by Frank Jackson and Hamadou Diallo. And Hamadou Diallo, I feel like, has really came on strong and has has really, I feel like, forced the coaching staff's hand to give him more minutes. When he's on the floor, good things are happening. He's doing the right things here. He's forcing the team to play him. 
So I think he's been out playing Sadiq. And if they wanted to cut Sadiq's base minutes and give it to Hamdou Diallo, I would be in favor of it. Because right now, Sadiq is just not, he's not doing it. He's not doing it. Now, am I saying that Sadiq should be thrown to the fire and just given up on? No, that's not what I'm saying. Let's not get crazy here. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're being objective, Sadiq is being outplayed by a bunch of guys behind him right now. I think he's being outplayed by Frank Jackson. I think he is being played outplayed by Hamadou Diallo. And for being objective, I feel like this is a 16-game stretch now of Sadiq Bey not playing well. He's not shot well from three all year. He's not shot well from inside the arc all year outside the first four three, first four games of the season. He's not bringing, he's running away from open shot attempts. He's not bringing the, the gravity that he's supposed to bring from outside shooting because he's simply not taking them. He's, he's just playing all around bad right now. He didn't have a point scored until the fourth quarter tonight. And unlike someone like Killian Hayes, where, you know, Killian may only finish, with, I think he finished with six points tonight. He's going to finish with nine assists. He's going to play great defense. He's going to impact the game on defense. He's going to get his hands on a lot of balls. He's going to control the offense. He's going to find open guys. He can find other ways to impact the game. Sadiq's not finding other ways to impact the game because that's what he's supposed to do. And what he's supposed to do, he's not even attempting to try. So I think that that's where I'm at right now with Sadiq. Am I saying they should bench him? No. I do think they need to cut his minutes down. And if they did put someone else in the starting lineup in a few games or eventually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't hate on it. I, and I, you know, I don't want to say, you know, before we go to the next segment, I don't want to say I told you so to all you guys, but through 20 games, I, I, I'm, I'm looking pretty right right now. I, I, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. All in good fun, but hey, you guys were getting on me after the first four games. I gave it up to you guys. I said you guys, were, Sadiq Bey was proving me wrong, but Ever since then, we have a 16-game stretch of him playing just objectively awful. He has a true shooting percentage of 46%. If we are being objective, he has not been good. So something has to happen with Sadiq. Either Sadiq needs to get his head out his you-know-what, he has to start playing better, or the Pistons need to reward the other young guys on the team who are playing better than him and are playing harder and outplaying him. One of those two, two things have to happen. I don't know which will happen. I'm not the coach, but one of them has to happen. Um, when we come back, we'll talk more about what we saw from tonight's game or last night's game against the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get into what we saw from Kay Cunningham and Jeremy Grant, also Killian Hayes' return to the lineup, if that helped the team at all. Uh, we'll talk about all those things. But first, I got to tell you guys about a few of our sponsors. First up, Price Picks. All right, NBA fanatics, have you ever heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PricePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. PricePix offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interception stone. All of your users that deposit and use our promo code will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PricePix allows mixed sports entries as well. You can take the under and any quarterback from the Detroit Lions passing yardage combined with the over and LeBron points in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. PricePix is safe and it offers fast withdrawals as well. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use promo code NBA. Go to your App Store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. 
Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more about this at directtv.com. Yes, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. So, I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Also, make sure you go check us out on YouTube at Lockdown Pistons. Our goal for the podcast by the end of the year is get it to 1,000 subscribers. By the end of the year, if you want to find the best way to support this podcast, the best way to support all the work I put into the podcast, easily the best way is to go over to the YouTube channel. Simply hit that red button for the subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Again, best way to support the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, just quick comment about the last segment we did, I just talked about, and, and then we'll move on after that. Uh, but, listen, this is not so much, you know, I get Sadiq Bey as a young player. The Pistons are an extremely young team, okay? They, they are. This is not so much. I mean, I guess it kind of is, you know, you know, punishing Sadiq, I guess. But if the guys behind him that were also young guys, a part of the quote-unquote young core, if they weren't out playing him, no one would be saying, and people like myself wouldn't be saying, maybe you should cut some of his minutes to give it to guys who are out playing him. If it was like older guys behind him, no one would be saying that. If no one was out playing him behind him, no one would be saying that. But Sadiq? Is just as young, a few years, like, what is it, one or two years younger than Hamadou Diallo. Those guys, they're all young as well. So the fact that Diallo's outplaying him, the fact that Frank Jackson's outplaying him, these are young guys as well who are simply getting the same, taking advantage of the opportunity that's given to them, and they're taking advantage of it. And Sadiq's not right now. He hasn't for 16 straight games, I feel like. He's had, you know, good moments, I guess, somewhat in within the 16 games, but in a totality sample size through the first 20 games, Sadiq Bey has not been good. And right now, I feel like Hamadou Diallo and Frank Jackson deserve to cut into his minutes heavily until he shows that he's going to take open threes when they're given to him, play his role, do what's supposed to be done out there, and take advantage of what's given to him. And right now, he's doing none of those things. Um, so that, that's that's just my argument for it. Now, he does help in the offensive boards, obviously. Or not offensive boards, just the boards in totality. He had 11 rebounds against the Lakers, so you know it's going to be tough to replace that, especially with how undersized the Pistons already are. Uh, but I think Hamadou Diallo is, is probably the next best rebounder at that position in Sadiq Bay. So if they wanted to come to do his minutes and give it to Hamadou Diallo, Diallo also would help on the boards as well. But again, I'm not asking for Sadiq Bay to be benched or to lose all his minutes or anything. But again, all these guys are young. So when one, one of the young guys is out playing the other, that one should be given the opportunity. No one should be given like a higher standard outside of Kay Cunningham. I think Cade's the only one who should be given a higher standard than all the other young guys, obviously. He's the number one overall pick. He's your franchise guy. But everyone else has been deserving their have been going out there and trying to, to earn their minutes. Josh Jackson lost his minutes to Hamadou Diallo. Diallo fought for his minutes. Frank Jackson has been fighting for his minutes lately. Killian Hayes has improved in multiple areas and is fighting to get his minutes over the backup point guard Corey Joseph. Sadiq Bey, he's he's been really bad. I, it is what it is. That's just where that's what we'll leave it at. I want Sadiq Bey to be good. I want him to play better. I believe he can play better right now, but it's it's tough to watch right now. It's really tough. And, and you know, when you got guys behind you, outplaying you, that are also young, I feel like you give those guys opportunity because they're playing better and they're also part of the young core. Uh, but anyways, I've talked a lot about that. 
Uh, let's talk about something else real quick. So, Killian Hayes returned to the lineup tonight. Uh, I think you instantly saw, or last night, you instantly saw what the Pistons have been missing with Killian and what what that offense needed. Uh, Killian, he ended the game. <coughs> excuse me. He ended the game with six points, eight rebounds, three assists, and only one turnover. Uh, he was a, the team was a minus three with him on the court uh, in a four point loss. So defensively, he gives them just a different type of versatility that they didn't have while he was gone. Uh, there was multiple times we found himself guarding LeBron. Multiple times we saw him switching out on a- Anthony Davis. Uh, he allows them to play a zone when they do switch their zone, having Cade and Killian at the top of the key, longer arms, big guys, kind of harder to fit passes through. Uh, the Lakers still, I thought, played pretty well against the Pistons zone when LeBron was on the floor because he's just that good of a passer. It's going to be tough to play against LeBron. Uh, but they do make it tough. They Having those two guys at the top, if you do try and go zone, having that kind of length and and, and, and height out there, it's it's going to be tough. It, it's a lot harder for offenses to play against. Uh, and over, overall, just defensively, he gives them a different versatility that they've just been dying to have since he since he left and teams have been just taking advantage of. Uh, as far as in the half-court offense, and not even just the half-court offense, Killian will get on the boards and he'll take a take a uh, take a rebound and get up the floor fast and you get buckets. There's a few times I feel like I'm pretty sure at least two of his assists, two of his eight assists tonight were from getting a rebound, pushing the tempo, and getting Jeremy Grant easy shot in transition. Uh, there's a few times where he, you know, pushed the tempo as well, got all the way to the basket, kicked out to Jeremy Grant. That one pass that he had, I, I believe it was in the first half, he went coast to coast, went to the rim. He had like four guys, surra- four Laker defenders surrounding him. I don't know how the hell he pulled this pass off. He had Jeremy Grant behind him. You can't see, unless he has eyes in the back of his head. I don't know how he saw him. But he had Jeremy Grant in the right corner behind him, and he whips like a pa- a, a, a wraparound pass around Anthony Davis and throws an incredible bounce pass to Jeremy Grant in the corner. That was just Im- just a beautiful pass. I don't know how he pulled it off or how he even knew he was there. But, you know, that, that's that's what the Pistons missed from Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes pushes the tempo. He's a great playmaker. He's a great passer. He's versatile defensively. He's a really good defender. Uh, and he's, there was a few uh, uh, flashes tonight as well from Killian Hayes uh, getting to the basket. He had that one drive in the pick and roll where, you know, he just speed boosted basically past De- uh, DeAndre Jordan in the pick and roll and finished with a nice left left-hand layoff off the right foot, which is a tougher finish than it is. Um, or not the, off the right foot, off his left foot, uh, wrong foot, left finish. Uh, it's tougher to finish those type of ones. You have to get those ones off. It helps you get it off quicker, but it's tougher to get those those ones off. Uh, and he had another one as well that was a really good uh, backdoor cut late in the game. Uh, Kay Cunningham was driving down the middle, and Killian did a great backdoor cut and got a reverse layup. But, again, I, they desperately missed Killian Hayes. This game was close at the end because, you know, they were able to play. K, they brought Kay Cunningham and Killian Hayes back in the game, and they kind of, Brought the team back a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the Pistons desperately missed Killian Hayes. And, you know, one of you guys tweeted this at me. And, you know, you might have a point with this. Uh, if Maybe, you know, definitely Killian's play has a lot to do with it. How how well he is, how good he is on defense and what he brings to the table for them offensively is def- definitely missed. But also probably has a lot to do as well with who's the one replacing him as well. It's Corey Joseph replacing him. And that's... They they were probably just as hurt from who was replacing him as as just missing Killian Hayes himself. But I thought Killian played a good game tonight. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys probably would like to see him get more shots up, uh, but I'm not really concerned about that. He he took what the defense was giving him. 
Um, and I, I thought he played a really good game tonight. He had eight assists, three rebounds, only one turnover, eight to one turnover ratio. I thought he played a really good game tonight. So Pistons missed Killian Hayes. He returned. And I thought the Pistons looked better with him on the floor, obviously. Uh, when we come back from this next ad break, let's talk about what Cade Cunningham, how he played tonight. He struggled a little bit earlier on, but started to pick it up a little bit later. Uh, we'll talk about what he, we saw from him tonight, and also we'll touch a little bit about Jeremy Grant and his 32-point game tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sure the Lakers are happy as hell that they don't have to go against Jeremy Grant no more because Jeremy Grant has absolutely torched them in the two games that they played. Uh, but yeah, that's, we'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I got to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. First up, you guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. It's here. The best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday. And Built.com is a place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. The brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday. Caramel Almond Delight, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramel Chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. It's 150 calories and 70 grams of, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving some white chocolate. For a limited time, get a new special Built Bar Puff Slaver White Chocolate Cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. It's also 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and give to your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter code LOCK20 before it's too late. Built Bar. Best tasting protein bar ever. Now let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan. And you know, I, if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I constantly ran into. Which betting app is the best used? Which one is the best for me? That's when I found BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline also has now a new updated desktop and a mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. It's not just football on there or basketball. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, pro and football, pro and college football, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So again, make sure you to head to their new update desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So again, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And again, if you want to find the best way to support the podcast, Head over to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Again, if you want to find the best way to support the podcast, support the work that I put into the podcast, it's easily the best way to go over to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, we're trying to get to the 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I'd really appreciate it from all you guys. But let's get back into what we saw from tonight or last night's game. So Kay Cunningham, he started off slow. Uh, I tweeted out at halftime, Kay, please hit a shot. It's tough to see you missing shots. Um, again, like we've been saying for the last few podcasts, I'm not so much worried about Cade hitting shots. He's going to eventually hit shots. If he wasn't creating room or getting to the spots he wanted, then I'd be concerned. The hitting shots part, he'll be fine. We've seen him hit high highs. We've seen him hit low lows. It's going to be a long rookie season. So through the first half, he was missing a lot of shots. He picked it up a lot in the second half. I thought at the beginning, <coughs> excuse me, at the beginning of the second uh, second half, the beginning of the third quarter, before the Lakers absolutely won a run and just took over the game, 
Cade Cunningham was making an immediate impact. He hit a couple shots. He found Jeremy Grant cutting down the middle out the pick and roll. That was a really good find. He had a, a couple other really nice passes as well uh, that probably should have resulted in assists, but the Pistons can't hit any shots. Which, by the way, I posted on Twitter. I asked a question for all you guys. Do you guys think the Pistons would shoot over 35% from the field tonight? From the field tonight. And you guys, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Over 200 people voted in it, and 52% said no. For all of you guys who are listening to the podcast that voted in that poll, you guys were wrong because the Pistons shot 42% from the field tonight. Almost, just almost 40% from three. They shot 39.4% from three and 89% from free throw. I think I think that might have to be like their best splits in a single game this season. That like it, that that might actually be one of their best splits. You guys have to check, send that to me if you guys find a better one. But I think this one might actually be their best splits of in a game of the season. Uh, but anyways, with Kay Cunningham... I really thought he picked it up in the second half. He started to play a lot better, started to look like Cade. He started to hit more shots. Uh, he hit one shot, one corner three in front of the Lakers bench, turned around, started talking smack to him. Uh, so Cade overall, I think he's fine. Uh, I thought he had a, obviously a much better second half than he did in the first half. One area that he has to clean up, and it was an issue for him over in college as well, is his turnovers. He had five turnovers tonight. Uh, he had a potential, like possibly his worst turnover of the season. Tonight, I know we said that about the last game. He's had two games back-to-back that have potentially his worst turnover of the season. Uh, one of them he tonight was he you know, he had a pick-and-roll on the right wing, took it down the right sideline, uh, ended up right at the block, didn't like where he was. He was kind of behind the basket a little bit, jumped in there and just like whipped it back to the top of the key. And basically, Anthony Davis was just standing right there. He just threw it right to Anthony Davis. It was a really, really bad turnover. Uh, but he had five turnovers tonight. So... That's something he has to really, really get a hold of. Uh, one of the one of the way uh, one of the areas that he's struggling right now is when he gets bumped off balance in the pick and roll. When he goes to snake a pick and roll or anything, and that's going to come as he gets stronger in the NBA. It's going he's going to be a little bit more craftier, a little bit more careful right this season because you know you can't really put on you know strength during the season. Uh, but that's something that I'm not really concerned about. He'll that that will stop being as much of a problem like his second and third season as he puts more strength on him. Because uh, right now he still is a little bit slender. I know he's put on more weight than he had in the summer league. He got back up to his 215-ish area. Uh, but once he puts a little bit more strength on, that won't be an issue. But even still, when he's snaking the pick and roll, uh, there's been a few times, and Killian, his one turnover came from this as well, uh, where you know guys are just poking it from behind. Uh, and that's that's something that you just have to be more careful of, more mindful of, and have a tighter handle on the ball. Uh, funny story, that's actually something I was struggling with this I went to go hoop uh, this past weekend, and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was out there doing my thing. I was going crazy out there. But one area I, where I kept turning the ball over, uh, I, I kept getting it poked from behind while I snaked the pick and rolling. I was really frustrating me. So it definitely, uh, it's something you have to be, you have to be mindful of it. You have to be really careful about it. Uh, and you definitely need to get your handle tighter. And that's something that I feel like Kade definitely needs to improve on because a lot of his turnovers come from getting it poked from behind in the pick and roll. Uh, but also, he, he has just a few careless turnovers they just simply can't do. Uh, but overall, first half bad. Second half, I thought he played really well. He ended the game with 15 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, uh, a block. So again, like like I say, like I say about Cade all the time when he has bad games, even his bad games, like don't look like that bad of games. Like he didn't shoot the ball very efficiently. Obviously, he shot 37% from the field, 33% from three. He didn't get to the free throw line at all. Uh, which again, I want to see him get to the basket, try to draw fr- uh, free throws more for himself. I don't, I don't like that he's not trying to do that uh, right now. Uh, but he's, you know, you read someone's stat line of 15, 11, 2, and 1, they don't think that you had an awful game. 
And I wouldn't say this was a very good game by Kate at all. Uh, and he still found a way to make an impact in the game. The Pistons were even with him on the floor at plus zero. So they didn't get outscored with him on the floor in his 33 minutes of play. So, again, Cade finds ways to impact the game. I thought he had a really good second half. Uh, but, yeah, he has to cut down the turnovers and eventually be a little bit more consistent with his efficiency throughout the game. But that's going to come in his rookie season. He's still very early in his career, very early in his rookie season. It's going to be going to be a road that we have to go with him on. Uh, but, yeah, Cade... Cade looks pretty good, I thought, in the second half. And definitely late in the game as well. I thought he was going to take it over uh, late in the game. But he attempted he attempted uh, Anthony Davis again from beyond the arc. And Anthony Davis blocked it again late in the game. Uh, Cade definitely is going to have to probably work on getting his release a little bit faster. But also, I would have liked to see him attack Anthony Davis and take him to the rim. In the first game against the Lakers, in the first half, he took him to the rim and finished around him. And I, I think Cade really should put pressure on Anthony Davis to follow him and get to the basket. That was something we spent the entire last podcast talking about, how Cade has to learn how to balance taking threes and when to attack the rim and try to draw fouls. I feel like that's something he's still really struggling with, uh, when, to, when to choose to do what. Uh, we mentioned how a lot of his shot attempts come from three. I would like to see that cut down a little bit. Nine of his 16 attempts were threes tonight. Uh, a lot of them were catching shoots. I'm not as mad about that. But again, I'd like to see him just simply mix it up more and try to get to the basket. He's strong. He pushes guys off him. He can draw fouls. It's that he... You can see it. He struggles with picking when to do when to do what. He's capable of doing both. He just isn't very good at picking his spots right now. And the example I used in the last podcast I told you guys about was Trey Young, who also did the same thing his rookie season. I believe he shot 41%, 32% from three. Uh, and he struggled doing the same thing. It's just something that primary ball handlers in the rookie season, they're going to struggle doing. Uh, and it's something you just want to see him get better at as throughout his season, throughout his rookie season moving forward. But not too much of a concern. We'll see if K gets better in that as the season goes on. But yeah, cut down the turnovers, Kate. It's getting, getting a little messy out there. We'll see how that goes. We'll track his turnovers moving forward. Uh, but we're at 30 minutes right now. But I do want to shout out Jeremy Grant. He had a really good game. He had 32 points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, he did have four turnovers. Jeremy, you know, the Lakers are really really going to be happy by not having to go against him no more uh, because Jeremy absolutely torches them, th- these two games that he played against them. Uh, Jeremy had a really good game. Can't really say nothing bad about it. Uh, I, You know, it, there's some things I want to talk about with Jeremy that would be negative, but that would just be me pick pot, uh, 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 looking for the mi- tiniest things to pick at in a 32-point game where he shot 55% from the field, 66% from three, 100% from the free throw line. He had a great game. Does Jeremy have some things that, that you know annoy me throughout a game or some basic reads I'd like to see him make? Yeah, but you know, you'd be really picky to, to mention those kind of things when he goes out there and has the game he had tonight. So overall, I thought he had a really great game. And the Pistons, I thought it was a fun game towards the end of the game. Uh, definitely a late start time. Ooh, I know I know, we're all really tired with after watching that one, but uh, I'm recording right after the game. How do you guys think I feel? I'm really tired. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast now. Again, thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And again, if you want to find the best way to support the podcast, head over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, it's the best way to support the podcast, support the work I put into the podcast. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So, again, make sure you go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button underneath the Lockdown Pistons channel. I'd really appreciate it. And to make your second listen of today, go to head over to Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all podcast platforms. So, the Pistons don't play again until Tuesday another late start time at 10 o'clock against the Portland Trailblazers. My God, uh, we'll have a podcast for you guys. 
on Tuesday morning as usual. And until then, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving, by the way. But I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Peace out, everybody.